0: Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Veona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Texts podcast, episode 48. The following is the recitation of Psalm 44, a.k.a. Perik or Mismore Mem Dalid. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mismore. Psalm 44 Lamnatseach, Livnei Korach, Maskil, Elohim, Baaznenu, Shamanu, Avotenu, Sipru, Lanu, Poal, Paalta, Vimehem, Bime Kedem, Atah, Yadcha goyim horashta vatitaim tara leumim bat shalchem kilo v'charbam yarshu aretz uzroam Lo Hoshia Lamo Ki Yimincha Uzroha The Or Panaha Ki Ritsitam Atahu Malki Elohim. Save yeshuot yakov Becha sarenu nenageach beshimcha navus kamenu ki lo vikasti evtach be low toshi ki ho shatanu mitarenu Ainu heavy shota Belohim l'alnu nu Chol Hayom Vishimha Leolam Noda Sela Af Zanach Ta Vatah Limenu Vilo Tetse Betsiv Otenu Tishi Venu Ahor Mini Tsar Umisan Shapsu Lamo Titnenu Kitson Maachal Uvagoim Zeritanu. Timkor Kor Amcha Velo Hon Velo ribita Bim Hirahem Tisimenu Kherpa Lish Hainenu Laag Bak. Keles Votenu Tishsi Menu Mashal Bagoyim. Minod Roche Bal Umim. Kol Hayom Klimati. Negdi. Uvoshet Panai Ki Satni Mikol Mecharef Umegadef Mipne Oyev Umit kol zot Batnu Velo She kha nuha nu shikarnu biv lo nasog ahor libenu vate ashuv renu mini Ki Dikitanu Bimkom Tanim Vati As Alenu Im Shaknu Shame Elohenu Vanifrosht Kapenu La zar. Halo Elohim yachakar zot ki hu Yodeya, ta'alumot lev ki alecha horagnu chol hayom nech shavnu Kitson Tivcha. Ura. Lama Tishan Adonai. Hakitza. Al Tiznach. Lanetzach. Lama Fanecha. Tastir. Tishkach. Anyenu. Velachatzenu. Ki la'afar nafshenu, davka la'aretz bitnenu, kuma ezrata lanu, ufdenu l'maan chastacha. In Psalm 44, like the previous Psalm, we are also not sure who the narrator is, but it is in the line again with the insights of B'nai Korach. And indeed, as we discovered in the last Psalm, we come across the dangers that we were sensing. The Mizmor deals with the suffering of B'nai Israel while in exile. The first section, the narrator talks about the wonders that Hashem did for Bnei Israel in the days of old, giving specific example of how Yehoshua brought them into the land of Israel and helped them to conquer their enemies, implying the request for Hashem to keep doing this for them, even though it looks like he has abandoned them. Then the second section is the first complaint, really, that we have seen thus far in Safer Tehillim. Unlike other psalms where the psalmist admitted that he had done something to cause the suffering that he was enduring, this one does not indicate that something has been committed in sin or that they are deserving of punishment. Rather, there is an expression that they have followed in the ways of Hashem despite all the suffering and are praying for a reprieve. The suffering includes being scattered, being mocked, Enemies slaughtering them like sheep, etc, and yet they still remain loyal to Hashem. Pasuk twenty five is the hardest Pasuk I think we as Jews have had to deal with in our faith, and that is Lama fanecha tastir, tishkach Anu, Velahchasanu. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? Right, the concept of Hester Panim, where God hides His face, it's a huge topic. You might have heard it related to how the Holocaust was able to happen, or related to Megillat Esther, where Hashem hid His face during a desperate time for the Jews, but ultimately performed miracles hidden. I just want to touch on some main perspectives to help us work through understanding what exactly it means when Hashem is hiding His countenance. In Passive 20, it says, Ki bimkom tanim v'tichas aleinu Though you have broken us in the place of jackals and you have covered us with darkness, our steps have not turned away from you. That word, tsalmavet, darkness, we have heard it before in Psalm 23, 4. Even when I walk through the valley of darkness, I do not fear evil, for you are with me. There is a clear understanding on the narrator's part that although God's face is hidden, he is not completely gone. He is, in fact, with him. So what does Hester upon him mean then? Some schools of thought believe that Hashem hides away to where he hears, but... Will not answer, as we were warned in Sefer Shemot that he would not listen to our cries at whatever point determined, and he is fulfilling this part of the covenant, allowing for punishment to happen. Alternatively, Or Hachaim explains basically that Hester Panim allows tragedies because God would stop them if He did not make Himself purposely oblivious to them. An opinion that complicates the question of God's omniscience. Rizkuni goes further and says that it is a function of God's love for the Jewish people. B'nai Yisrael may need to be punished, but God does not wish to witness it while others carry it out. While some commentaries hold that during Hester Panim, communal or individual divine providence is no longer deserved because maybe they have intellectually or otherwise distanced themselves from God, etc., and therefore Hashem hides away to allow for tragedy, others, like the Medrash, for example, appear to explicitly maintain that God can be found during periods of Hester Panim. And it's even a time when one's relationship with God can continue to improve and be valued if you choose to overcome the challenges before you. Megillat Esther, for example, has no mention of Hashem. It was a time of bad decrees with impending tragedy, and Esther made a choice to take a risk and trust that even though it felt like Hashem wasn't there, she would put her faith in Him and pray to Him, etc., Hester Panem doesn't only refer to when bad things happen. Hashem hides his face so that we don't see all the blatant and obvious miracles that he does. Because if we did, it would take away the only thing that makes us human, namely free choice. So Hester Panem is the ability to allow us to make choices, to have free will. My daughter read her first Holocaust book and was grappling with understanding why the helpful Gentile was shot so horribly when he did good and how Hashem could let that happen. We discussed a number of things I just went through, for example, but to put it simply, I said, ultimately, Hashem is playing the childhood game of sardines where he hides Maybe because we are due for punishment, maybe because he doesn't want to take away our free will, but he's waiting for us to find and join him along with everyone else. This psalm is important because it gives a voice of permission for how to complain to God when things are terrible in our lives, to the point where, unfortunately, great literary works show that almost every generation has related and voiced their complaints through the use of this mismore. But what I find most remarkable about this psalm is that if you review the lessons we have learned in every single Moore up until now, and I strongly encourage you do so with this Ms. Moore in mind, they have seeded the strength to help get through this biggest challenge that the Jews ever face. I literally could go through every psalm lesson we have done thus far, and I almost did, and show you how there has been a buildup to help cope with this hard point in time, but I will limit myself to four psalm lessons to review. Please bear with me while I quote myself on lessons learned and listen for the guidance to help through a time of doubting Hashem during tragedy. Psalm 2, sitting with uncertainty and asking, is okay. Psalm 4, the everlasting way to connect with God is simply to aim to connect with Him and recognize that even though we might not see how, there is a plan bigger than we can comprehend. Psalm 9 I am allowed to be scared because I am human, but I go knowing that whatever happens is not without purpose. I look for and see the hand of Hashem and see that what is happening can't possibly be random. Psalm 13, which by the way is um, is more meant to be said when in despair and also mentions Hester Panim, helps us see that Hashem also wonders when will when we will recognize how and when to disconnect when we disconnected and figure out what it will take to reconnect back with him as well it's truly remarkable and seemingly purposeful the placement of all these mizmorim to help us make sure that we are not just stuck in this one moment of despair with the narrator of this mismore. And instead, to broaden our scope of the larger picture, that this tragic version of Hester Panem is just one, albeit very dark moment in time, possibly even repetitive, Loa knew, and we may never fully understand why. What is clear, though, is that no matter what, Hashem desires a connection with us. We just now understand that we may have to seek harder during the darker periods of time. have to know what Hester Panim feels like in our days, but in any case, be able to always find and connect with and see the hand of Hashem in everything that happens, and feel that we are on the right path no matter what is happening in our lives. The learning and recitation for this Ms. Moore is in honor of a Refua Shalema for Rasa Gittel Basmeta. May she have a complete and speedy recovery with no more complications. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. If there is an episode that you would like to sponsor, or if you have any questions, please email me at nursenisa1, N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes. Please subscribe and share. Thank you for joining.